0: Hello, Brave Enough Show fans. This is Mark Shapiro here. I'm a hospitalist and the host of Explore the Space podcast. I am grateful to Sasha for sharing her microphone with me for a moment to talk about the Morning Report initiative with Vote Health 2020. Through my years in medical school, residency, and as an attending, I can count the number of conversations I've had about voting with my fellow medical students, residents, and physician colleagues on one hand. Somehow it's become normal for us to not help mobilize and energize one another around voting. This has cost us dearly. Physicians vote at a rate that is 9% less than the general public and 22% less than attorneys. This November 3rd, there is a presidential election, but remember your ballot will be filled with so much more. State elections, local elections, bond measures. You may be electing your local sheriff or deciding on a measure around carbon offsets in your county. The issues and initiatives that impact our communities and the lives of those we care for are not hearing our voice and feeling our impact. It's time we change that. The process is simple. Check your eligibility to register and get registered to vote. Then decide if you'd like to vote absentee or mail-in. They mean the same thing. And check the deadline for your state. If you're planning to vote in person, make a voting plan. This is critical for us in medicine. Check your schedule, talk to your teammates, discuss how you'll cover one another to ensure everyone can get to the polling place on election day. Then cast your ballot. I've chosen to vote absentee this year because I'm working on election day. Take a look at the slide and the show notes for this episode of the Brave Enough show. It's got everything you need to move through these steps in one place and it takes just a few minutes. We want to bring this message far and wide. The Morning Report initiative is here to help do that. If you'd like to have me or another physician on our Vote Health 2020 team join any meeting you've got, we'll be there. Morning Report, Grand Rounds, Team Huddles, you're having a coffee with some pals, anything. Just email info at votehealth2020.com to schedule. We'll set up a free, less than five minute presentation that nonpartisan and has everything your audience needs to get activated. You can also check out www.VoteHealth2020.com. No excuses this election and going forward, my friends. Thank you so much for all that you do. Now back to Sasha and the wonderful Brave Enough show.
1: Hey there, I'm Sasha. I'm a doctor, I'm a mom, and I'm a founder. I believe that women are overwhelmed and exhausted. So I founded a company called Brave Enough. Brave Enough helps thousands of women find clarity, set boundaries, and gain control of their lives. So welcome, sit back, and let's get into the good stuff.
0: In season two, episode 49, Sasha discusses how to live as an ambitious woman. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut.
1: Welcome to the Brave Enough show. It's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. I'm really passionate about making sure that all of us, especially those of us in healthcare, are registered to vote there is information that Dr. Mark Shapiro just shared with you and we will make sure to put that in the show notes. Make sure that you are registered for your local and your state and the nation. It's just really important and I'm really passionate about that. So I hope that you have a plan to vote. Today um, we're going to be talking about ambitious women and we're going to be talking about how you can live as an ambitious woman, how do you survive as an ambitious woman? Um, I wanted to talk about this today because I've really been thinking so much about it in the last couple months. And, you know, the last several months of 2020 have been really difficult for most of us. Uh, Even if we have, you know, seemingly good jobs and uh, strong family support, uh, friends support, all of these things, it's just been really emotionally exhausting for most people. Nothing we do right now uh, is the same as how we did it a year ago. Even going to the grocery store, there's there's changes, right? So everything we do is a little taxed. It's a little different and it's just a little more exhausting than it was in 2021. And so it's not lost on me that, um, as I talk about ambitious and ambition in women, you're probably thinking like, well, what is she even talking about? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Who's being ambitious. (laughs) But, um, I'm really, I want to talk about this because I think right now, um, in my life, I am definitely someone who kind of hunkers down, gets the work done, does what I have to do. Um, I can be very disciplined, very focused at times and work really hard to create or innovate something. And then I do something um, and I get all the way to the point where I'm either going to, you know, pitch the idea or step out of my comfort zone and uh, take a new class or put together a new curriculum for women or start a new course or start a new community or in this case, make a handbag, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. And I get, I work really hard in the, in the background, right? Like that's where my comfort level is. Like nobody knows really what I'm doing. I'm doing all the grunt work and the hard work and putting in the hours, but nobody knows that's actually a really comfortable place for Sasha. I'm a, you know, nose to the grindstone, like put your head down get the work done type of gal. What's scary for me is when I actually go to present the work, So, you know, it's like sitting at the, around a committee room table and you know that you've studied something for like three years and you have the answer or you've, you have experienced whatever people are talking about, but it's not the three years of experience that you're scared to do. It's actually speaking up for five minutes on the topic. Right. And then what happens is I realized why I realized why I like to live in like workville. So the last six months of the pandemic, I'm cool just keeping my head down and working. It's scary when we have to actually step up and show our work or demonstrate our work or pitch our idea or publish the book or whatever. And it's because, all of a sudden, we step out of this comfort zone into the limelight and all eyes are on us and it is so discouraging the backlash we get when we show ambition. I'm just going to call it out today because I've I just experienced this myself and I thought it would be a good example of why this may be happening to you and why you may be stuck in not wanting to show ambition or show leadership or show a new idea or a creative idea. Maybe it's in your community. I mean, it doesn't have to be in your job. It doesn't have to be a side hustle or a side project. It could be in anything. It could be in a community group in your church that you're afraid to start a new program or you're afraid to do something, even if it's something for yourself, like running a marathon, right? Like training for a marathon. There's so many things that when we show ambition, As women, we get backlash, and the reason—and we get backlash—and this is so important from people who like us. Let me repeat that: we get backlash from people who like us, and we get backlash from people we like. So, we're going to talk about that today. I want to really talk about what it is to be an ambitious woman and why, in our society, we are so uncomfortable with it. So, the reason that we don't expect women to be ambitious, and we is because. We think that women in general are supposed to be team builders and collaborators. They're not supposed to emerge with the idea or with the leadership or with the assertiveness or with, hold on, hold your horses, the power. (laughs) And when women embrace something that is seemingly just an idea or is their own creative innovation or is their own path in their career or their family... And they decide that they're going to step out of the lane, everybody freaks out. Like it makes all of us uncomfortable. Everybody goes, wait, 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 wait. What's, what's she doing? Something must be wrong with her. She must be arrogant. She must think a lot of herself or she must be confused or maybe she's going through a midlife crisis. Right? So we always think something's wrong with the woman or we think that she's motivated by something that's nefarious and it's so interesting to me so you know what this does we just get right back in line like and this could be something like you know a woman wanting to work part time let's say let's say there's a woman who wants to wants to work 80% or 70% or 50% what do we say about that woman what's the first thing that comes into everyone's like on the top of everyone's mind oh she's she's not committed oh she's lazy oh she's not a career she's not really serious about her career Do you you see? Like we always tend to go negative. But then on the same hand, if we have a woman that's like, I'm going for this, I'm going to uh, write a book or I'm going to create a business. We think, oh, she must be really arrogant. DC, like, it doesn't matter whether you're like cutting back on something or going for something, you are judged as a woman and you are judged really harshly. If you are an ambitious woman, I think Tori Birch, um, I was listening to her once on a podcast and she said, um, the most hate she's ever received in her career has been from being ambitious, from thinking that she deserves something and she can get something and she can go after it. And when she said that, it just really resonated with me because part of me has always been wanting to make other people happy and wanting to be a team player. I like being a team player. I like being a part of a team. It's like a fun part of my life to be on a team. I'm on a healthcare team. I'm on a team in my department. It's part of my joy. So when I say I'm going to do something or I have an idea that I'm going to pursue on my own That gets me labeled as an ambitious woman. And everybody goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are you playing big? And I see this in my own life where I just step back like, okay, I I can't tell anybody my idea. I don't want to tell anybody because I don't want to get the backlash. It's not that I'm like cooking up something illegal. (laughs) I could be doing like a new craft, but I don't even want to tell people because honestly, The backlash for doing something different and new is so uncomfortable for everyone in the room when you are an ambitious woman. It's just true. And women do it to other women just as much as men do it to us. And the reason I think is because number one, we're not used to it. We're not used to women being ambitious. We're used to women hiding their ambitious and just being grateful that they got to the place they're in heaven forbid we embrace it and go, yeah, I got to this place. Cause I did like 10 years of experience and I put in the hard work and I published blah, blah, blah. And this is why I got it right. Like we think that like, we should be so like, we should play so small and we play so small as women because it's so uncomfortable to play big because we automatically get labeled. So, you know, I, I want to use this recent example. So I just did the summit, which was amazing. And we had almost 700 women show up for the summit. It was incredible. Online, empowering, and inspiring, and encouraging. And at the same time, I launched a handbag. Now, I have wanted to make a handbag for a long time. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on the handbag, so I'm not going to get into the specifics of it. But let's just say for a decade, I have been planning this handbag. Um, I didn't really get serious about it until about three years ago. And then, you know, like anything, I had to put up put you know money where my mouth was and I had to start funding my idea and really working at it and de- redefining it and like embracing this idea and I was I knew in my heart if I told ever anyone they would be like what you are a doctor <laughs> like, And when I started telling people looking for people to help me that was quite frankly most of the response I got from a lot of people in the, in the fashion and style industry, it was like, well, wait a minute. What do you do for a living? You're not in this industry. You're a doctor. Why, what do you know about making handbags? Which was nothing which was why I needed help. And so, I mean, I had an idea. I had, I knew what I wanted to create. I just didn't know how to do it. So I went in a, on, under a three-year journey and I can tell you that I, I, um, launched the handbag last week, which was incredible during the summit and it sold out in one day, which was phenomenal. Um, and, I was like, oh my gosh, like I got to ship and mail and inspect, you know, handbags now this weekend and get them all out the door. So here I am like, you know, in my basement for a week, you know, like focusing every night on this, doing this until the wee hours of the morning. And then the backlash started and I had not anticipated the backlash for the bag. Now I do did for the summit. Every time I do something like an event, I always get a lot of criticism and backlash afterwards. People just kind of fall apart. They don't know how to handle success, especially success that is led by a woman. And it's not my success. It's the success of our whole entire team and the success of women that showed up and like invest in themselves and the amazing things they're doing. But I get the backlash because I'm the leader. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm used to that. I knew that this was coming, but for this hand Bag, I did not anticipate, I have to say. And I have a good friend who I was texting and she was like, why would you not think that that was going to bring you negativity and criticism? And let me tell you, I got criticism from every angle. And many, most of it was from other women who were really uncomfortable with me, a physician, making and selling a handbag and, and just saying that is like, it sounds so silly because there, you know, you're probably thinking like, why do people care? But people care. People care when you do something that's not the norm. It's not normal for a cardiac anesthesiologist and mother who's living in the Midwest to make a handbag. That's not a normal thing. And everybody gets like out of whack and everybody goes bananas and everybody starts criticizing because when you are, when something makes us uncomfortable, what do we do? We just stomp it out. Okay. And we criticize it because it makes us uncomfortable. And this made a lot of women uncomfortable. Don't made a lot of women super happy. Okay, the majority of women were super happy and they were like congratulating me and they were loving the bag and they loved the bag. There was a small and yet powerful contingent that was not. And it came from really crazy places and lots of different, you know, feedback. Some people were just like, well, we think this is like off brand. Okay, let's talk about that. So you think of me making a handbag for women when I own a company for working women. is not on brand. Okay. I heard, um, we're not, we're, we're okay with you making and designing your own bag, but you shouldn't have sold it to others. I got that feedback. Why shouldn't I sell it? Well, it just makes us uncomfortable. You're selling something. Okay. Um, would it make you uncomfortable if I went to work at the hospital for free every day? Cause it would make probably me uncomfortable if women weren't paid for to be to d- deliver services or teach kids or whatever. Right? Like if any human worked for free, uh, that would make me uncomfortable in our society. We should, we should work and we should get paid for our efforts. So how is this any different? Well, it's just different. It makes me really uncomfortable. Okay. Um, we're, we're really uncomfortable that you didn't like, why didn't you just hire somebody to do this for you? Like, why did you do it? Because you don't have any experience in this. And we think that's kind of arrogant that you think you could do this. I mean, this is literally the limiting beliefs that we fling on people. When they're ambitious and when they're women, I don't see this. I I know men who are ambitious and get feedback all the time. I know that, but they don't get it to the level that women do. I have never known a male colleague. And in fact, even my husband, who has stood by me through this whole process, and he's pretty aware of the discrimination and bias that women feel all the time, he's like, wow the handbag really pushed people over the edge. I'm like, yeah, he's like, has any of has any of the men said anything to you that you like work with and I'm like, well, I've gotten some teasing and some ribbing, but not really the level of criticism that I have from women who follow me that because of this handbag. It just it just was really hard for women and it's not the handbag. This is what I'm here to tell you. It's not about me making a bag. It could be about you having an idea to start a new project at work and believing in yourself that you could do it. That's seen as ambitious. Why, why does she think that she can do that? It could be you asking to change your FTE and no one else has ever done that. It could be you asking to change the way that you, you know, do a certain aspect of your job. You've always done it a certain way. Everybody in your department's always done it a certain way. That's ambitious It could be you starting a new, you know, business, um, for yourself. And people are like, well, you know, we don't know if we like Jane, the business owner. We liked Jane, the teacher, right? These are all attributes of ambitious women. When we have attributes like visionary and, or when you're brave or when you're courageous, it just takes courage and work. It makes everyone uncomfortable, it makes all of us go, oh, wait. And some of it's maybe envy or jealousy, but I think a lot of it is just really, it makes people uncomfortable because it's not what we are used to seeing women do. We are used to seeing women get giving, getting an order and following through or being more in the background and playing small. We are not used to women going for it. We're just not. And when they do, we don't know how to deal with it. So we squash it. So I just want to, number one, say you're going to get feedback and backlash that's negative when you're ambitious and you're a woman and you just have to accept it because you're going to get it from people that you love and you're going to get it from people you don't love. You're going to get it from people who you really care about it, who are like, wait, what, wait what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? We don't understand. We thought you were a X, you know, we thought you were in a corporate executive. Why are you now doing this? So when you pivot or when you create something that is, that takes ambition. It takes drive. It takes confidence to believe in yourself and society's not used to confident women. We, we tend to get, you know, labeled as arrogant We get labeled as know-it-alls. We get labeled as greedy. I mean, that drives me insane because so much of my work in gender equity is about making sure that women get paid and get promoted for what they do. Like I am really passionate about women getting paid for their work effort and getting promoted for their work effort. I think it's, or we, we know statistically we don't, and it drives me insane. I want my daughter to make the same amount of money for the same job that my son would do. I feel very passionate about this. And yet, when we see women developing something, a business, getting a promotion, getting paid, we are uncomfortable with it. When we see a woman making a product, we get uncomfortable with it. We just go, oh, I don't know about a woman making money or being motivated to make money and to create something. We just don't, we're not comfortable with it. And it, it's so interesting to me because do you know what it results in? Women playing small. Because let me tell you, it's exhausting. I mean, I'm a pretty insulated woman when it comes to, I have a lot of support. I have super strong tribe that supports me. They show up 95% of them, like send me the nicest emails when I'm down and, and encourage me and support not just Sasha, but thousands of women. But here is like a 3% that don't. And they got to me last week probably because I was exhausted, but they really did get to me. I mean, I was like, I I didn't want to open my phone. I didn't want to even click on my inbox. I didn't want to look at my DMs because I was getting slaughtered with criticism for making a handbag. And then I realized it has nothing to do with the handbag. (laughs) This is not about the handbag. This isn't even about Sasha. This is about someone else And this is actually not even about a person. This is about our societal construct, which says women are not supposed to be ambitious. They're not supposed to start things. They're not supposed to believe in themselves. They're not supposed to be confident. Well, I'm here to tell you that is a bunch of baloney, that God made us to be everywhere decisions are to be made that God made us with specific creative insights and drives and passions and talents and ideas. And when we play small as women, we don't get to share those with the world and look at the world right now. Let's just talk about that for a minute. (laughs) I think it could need some creativity, innovation, and leadership from women personally. So I, I just want to encourage you if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I've always had this idea or every time I bring up this, this solution or I've always wanted to start this thing, but I've mentioned it to a few of my friends, even my close friends, and they just make me feel like it's, a, it's not a good idea and I don't have the street cred, so I play small. Don't do that. And don't do that to each other. You know, maybe you have a friend or a sister or someone in your family that that has an idea or has a wish or has a drive and they really want to try something. Are you the person that says, well, that's not, the, how are you going to do that? Or are you the person that brings up past failures that that person's had and say, well, look, you're not a follow. You know, you always say you're going to, you know, you, you're telling me you want to train for a marathon. Well, you, you don't even run. Are you that person? Or are you the person that says, what can I do to help you succeed in that? Do you need like a text every day to say, hey, I believe in you? Have you run today? You know, what can I do? Because I can tell you that the people that support me through the bag, th- through this making of this handbag, the Brave Bag, They didn't like, they weren't the people that told me exactly, you know, what to develop or what leather to pick or which designer to hire to help me or who to help with my tech pack or how to import export. They didn't, those weren't the people. I mean, I had a couple mentors who were phenomenal, but honestly, the people who supported me the most were just my friends that believed in me, that they allowed me to believe in myself. Those were the people that were invaluable because then when the backlash came, when it was time for me to be courageous and go, oh, guess what people, I made a handbag. I, I, they, they rallied. They were like, well, of course you're going to get backlash. You've known this. And I went, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. I am going to get backlash. So I wanted to talk about the ambitious woman today because we need ambitious women. We need ambitious women to come to the table, to create their ideas. Um, one of the most amazing speakers at the brave enough conference was Frida Rothman. She is a designer and jeweler out of New York city and she's phenomenal. And I love her jewelry. I wear her jewelry. Um, and she told the story of how she made her business. And I kept thinking the whole time she was speaking, if she was not ambitious, uh, we would not have any of her beautiful designs, which bring many people joy, but also she is very mission driven and her company supports a lot of, uh, survivors of the Holocaust and feeds them. And a proceed, part of her proceeds go to feed survivors and, she really cares for that community. And I thought when I was listening to her, you know, if she was not ambitious, if she did not believe in herself, none of that would exist. If she listened and played small, and I'm sure she has experienced backlash and criticism. And and it's really hard when you are an ambitious woman and you have an idea to believe in yourself. The last thing you need is for people to, you know, challenge you and criticize you on your, even your idea or your mission, not improve, not giving you feedback to improve, but like feedback to just diminish you. So I want to encourage you. If you are that woman that has an idea, don't play small, put it out there, put it out there. You're going to have failures and backlash and you're going to get feedback that's negative, but we need you. And I hope I encouraged you today as always live brave. A special thanks to Mark Shapiro and the Explore the Space podcast for encouraging us to get out there and vote and be involved. Please visit our show notes for more information. This has been an HSG production.